your news, your entertainment, your business. We're on a mission from God. This is the Rich Rothman Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And it's uh, 5 o'clock straight up. And that's different for us because we're on 880 The Biz, aren't we, Wanda? Oh, is that where we are today? That's where we're at. I, I know you're looking around saying, where am I? It feels a little different. Feels a little funky to me. Anyway, this is Rich Rothman, and uh, along with Wanda Miles on uh, 880 The Biz on The Rich Rothman Show. Mm, what's this um, all about? I know. i got to figure this one out myself. Anyway, we're going to be on, as opposed okay? to what we used to do, we're going to be different, aren't we? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I think so. We're going to be on uh, 5 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday, That's not so on different. the brand new station, 880 The Biz. And we want you to start listening a lot on this station, because mm. this is... An all-business, all-financial news station. This is like your business hookup. This is where you plug in to find out. I'm trying to break it down for the streetwise business folk. You think? I don't know. Well, I think so. I'd like to help. I, uh, well, you know what, and we're going to help, and the whole well, this whole like this whole station's going to help because we're all about business. And you know, the interesting thing is everybody's talking business now. Yeah, it just isn't. Well, I wonder yeah. what's happening in the market. It's like, oh my God, do I have any money left? What can I do with my money? Who's doing what with whom? Which banks are still around? Which banks aren't going to be around? Yeah. So everybody, no matter where you go, and I know you folks out there are listening to this and, and saying, you know, he's right. Because one of the first things you check out when you look on the Internet happens to be business news. Everybody wants to know what's going on in business news. I'm not worried at all. Well, there you have it. Because Wanda, not worried at Wanda all. is cool and collected. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because all the money I have is in my back pocket. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Wanda has Rollin Security right outside the door. I'm going to walk yep, her yep, to the yep, car. Right in my back We're going to take care of her. Anyway, so we're going to be doing this from now on at 5 o'clock on 880 The Biz. But we're also starting on Monday on 880 The Biz. We're going to be doing a 430 market wrap-up yeah. with a Florida flair. Really? A little alliteration there. Tell us about it. Well, we're going to do that because what happens is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on 880 The Biz, mm. all right, we have Bloomberg. Yeah. That's new for us down here. That's terrific. He's a big money guy, that Bloomberg. Big money guy, and he runs a big city. Yeah, he knows money. Self-made guy from New York. So we're on his tailcoats, huh? We're on his tailcoats, right. And they're going to lead all those wonderful people listening to the market wrap-up. You know, the Dow, of course, closes at 4. That's something we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're on, and we're going to have uh, 30 minutes of very hectic ADD for the adult mind uh, reporting. Thank the Lord. Yeah, it's going to be no long <laughs> reports, kids. It's going to be three-minute, three-and-a-half-minute reports on down. four or five major topics, anywhere from commodities to you know people and stocks that are in play for that day and companies that are in play, mm-hmm. uh, banking, finance reports. It's going to be very, very outrageously interesting. So if I want to know what to do with my money, yeah. this is where I want to be. Yeah, that's where you need to be. Got it. That's it. That's Got why it. we're here. We're here for Even you. Even if it's just in my back pocket? Yes. We're going to have a segment on what to do with your back pocket. Good. I thought that's pretty neat. Awesome. Yeah. And and uh, absolutely. So we're going to be doing all of that starting next week. And today is sort of like our welcome to everybody. Kind of get used. This is our, let me think what we'd use, soft opening. This is the soft this opening. This is our, our opening night. I see soft openings. 
Oh. It's our soft opening. And um, But we, we could have some interesting stuff today uh, on the show. We're we- kind of excited. So we want you to all get used to this. We're going to be on for one hour a day, so it's going to be a lot shorter than it used to be. But we're around for five days. It's quickie. Monday through Friday. Yeah, this is the quickie version. Just enough to get you re- home. Just enough to make you happy. Five to six. We know you're in your car, and it's a Friday afternoon, so we want to welcome everybody to the show. I'm not so sure it's streaming today, for those of you who are trying to do it. It, w- it would be at 880thebiz.com. But I don't think all those bells and whistles are clicking in yet. Check our website, therichroffinshow.com, and we'll let you know when it's up and running. Of course. You of can course. do that. We'll tell you whatever you We're want. We're going to tell you all that fun stuff so you can be involved what, in it. What's that site again? Uh, 880. Oh, well, first of all, ours is therichroffinshow.com. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I can That's all you on. need. Yeah. And then once it's there, you can click on, uh, you know, listen to it live. Of course, we are still at iTunes. Nothing's changed with that. Yeah, iTunes is a steady thing. Steady thing. We like that. I like that. When, when in doubt, think of Apple, particularly when you're hungry. <laughs> so um, uh, we're going to be doing that. We, we welcome all of you to the new show. Now, today's show, uh, we have a couple of things to talk about that we'll go into. But on the show today, we have our good buddies. Uh, Neil Asbury is going to be here. Good, good. Probably around 4.15-ish. Uh, no, no, no. See, Five, I did it again. Yeah, 5.15-ish. I've been doing that all day. I am sorry. I will not do that again. Uh, following that, later in the show, we have Jeff Zabar uh, with the Tech Report. Now, these guys will be differently starting next week. We'll have yes. Jeffrey, what, on Tuesday? Uh, yes, I think right. that's what we've worked out. Yeah, and then I think we're going to have Neil on Thursday. Yes. And by the way, Neil's going to have uh, eventually have his own show. Get out of here. Yeah, in a couple of weeks from now, he's going to have uh, the Neil Asbury show. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, we're kind of you know jazzed about that. Are, are we having Craig today? Does Is Craig know about the this? the Atlantic family? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's like Is Craig on today? Craig. I don't Setzer? know. Setzer. Oh, yeah, you know what? He we forgot all about Craig with all this. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, well, Craig may or may not be on. But then again, they said it's going to get a little bit rainy this weekend. He's kind of footloose and fancy free. I'll try and look. So it's kind of a rough day today, folks. So we'll we'll see and make it work. And then maybe Lee Mirangoff is going to be on the phone from uh, New York. He's yes. of course one of the top national pollsters. Uh, and if he's not on today, because there's a lot happening in New York, and we weren't sure we were going to be operating today, to be perfectly honest. There were a couple of glitches they got to work out, and uh, we couldn't be on Wednesday and Thursday, but we're here today. Hmm. We, we may get Lee. We may not Yay. get Lee. If not, we'll get him for Monday. Yeah, and he'll just bring us, you know. And he'll, and he'll bring us, us up to speed on what's going on and all those election things that we were talking about. All right, we're coming up on a break. Mm-hmm. So when we get back, we're going to have a conversation about uh, – Oh, my God, the economy. Of course, we've got to talk about that a little bit today. But we're going to go into great detail on that. We'll, we'll analyze the whole thing on Monday for you. On the, on the, uh, the show's called The Close at 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay. The Close. Right. Not T-H-E-S. It's C-L-O-S-E. Close. Okay. Market wrap-up with a Florida flair. Uh, then we're going to have a conversation about uh, uh, the uh, Biden-Palin uh, thing last night. Oh, yeah. You know and what? Then, what? She winked at me. Really? She did. No kidding. I was watching it. Did winked. she know you were watching? I guess. I, I got to tell you, really that weird. is really market niching it, isn't it? She winked right I at me. I know Wanda's watching me. I'm going to wink at her. I couldn't believe Damn it. Damn it all gets cold in Alaska. I might have to vote Republican now. All right. You may have to do that. And then we're going to have a little conversation about Paul Newman because, oh, my God, he's dead. Yeah. And that's like, when you hear that, it's like, oh, my God, he's dead. He can't be dead. It's, it's freaking Paul Newman, for God's sakes. Can't happen. Anyway, listen. You guys hang in there for a while. If you're on I-95, sorry. If you're on US-1, it's worse. But hang in there. we got a great show coming up. It's going to be quick. Used to, you know, not like our usual, usual stuff. Then we're going to come back, and, and we're going to get you involved with Neil Asbury. Don't go anywhere. This is Rich Roffin on The Rich Roffin Show, along with Wanda Miles. Stay there.
vehicle loans. It might be as simple as a water heater that bursts and floods your home. It could be as devastating as a fire that destroys your home. Either way, you need someone to represent you to make sure you get the maximum compensation from your insurance company. You need someone who knows how to prepare claims accurately. You need someone who can help you get a prompt and equitable settlement. You need East Coast Public Adjusters, one of the largest and most dependable firms in the insurance industry. East Coast Public Adjusters will be there for you every step of the way, from the initial evaluation and throughout the preparation of your claim. Sometimes people settle claims with their insurance company only to realize they're entitled to much more. East Coast Public Adjusters will help you reopen your claim and try to get you the money you need. If you've suffered damage to your home from flood, fire, lightning, wind or smoke damage, or even theft, you need East Coast Public Adjusters. Call East Coast Public Adjusters today. 305-441-0882. 305-441-0882. Or on the web at eastcoastadjusters.com. No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinger. Architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster, this renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinger School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinger's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinger School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu business. Seaboard Marine is an ocean transportation company that provides direct regular service between the United States and the Caribbean Basin, Central and South America. Seaboard Marine's success in the region for nearly 25 years has enabled it to expand into new markets, now serving nearly 40 ports in over 20 countries. Seaboard Marine's facilities include a private terminal of nearly 70 acres at the Port of Miami. Seaboard Marine carries more cargo to and from the Port of Miami than any other carrier. Although this facility complies with and exceeds all governmental security mandates, it operates seven days a week, 365 days a year, a unique convenience for its customers. Seaboard Marine serves these routes from Miami, Bahamas, Grand Cayman, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Eastern Caribbean, Haiti, Jamaica, North Central America, South Central America, Venezuela, and the West Coast of South America, including Peru, Chile, Bolivia. Seaboard Marine, a trade leader in the Western Hemisphere. From Atlantic Radio Network. <laughs> I like nonsense. It wakes up the brain cells. This is the Rich Rothman Show. The Rich Rothman Show oh, You gonna take me home tonight. Oh. Hi everybody, we're back. It's five eleven. We're this is the Rich Rothman Show on the new station, eight eighty the biz. Mm. And along with Wanda Miles in a booth, staring right at her, wearing her sunglasses. Oh yeah, I forget they're on sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the uh, the one-hour show, but five days a week. Is Craig on the phone? Uh, yes, he is. Hey, Craig. Hey, how you doing? You're on a new station. Yeah, it feels good. I like this. I kind of like, like it, place? too. I, You know, it's not bad. No, lower on the dial is better for us, right? Yes, everybody likes it. We're in a really advantageous place on the dial. You know, it's funny you should say that, because they were pitching that to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because everyone likes to hang on to that end of the dial. Well, we like that. Listen, I've got to give a number out. I didn't do that in the first in the, in the, uh, in the intro, in the Jump frame on. out. 305-447-3201 okay. is the number. You know, I don't even know if that's going to stay the same. I've got to figure that yeah. out between now and Monday as well. Oh. Anyway, uh, Craig Setzer is here, WFOR meteorologist. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. We're very happy to have you here. So what's going to happen this weekend? You know, we've had some nice weather in the last few days. Yeah, it has been beautiful. A taste yes. of fall. Didn't uh, you get that feeling? The there was a Christmas open? in the air. Mm-hmm. I love sleeping with my windows open. I kind of like that. Uh-huh. You're on the uh, second or third floor, one. Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a good way to sleep with your windows open. Otherwise, uh, bars on the windows. But it's okay to have them okay. open. <laughs> hey, this is South Florida, kid. That's the way it is. <laughs> that's the way it is. We're a tough place. So what's going to happen this week? Are we going to get any, any weather? Well, we're still, yeah, I think so. We're still kind of flirting between is it really fall or is it just pretend fall? And it's still, of course, pretend fall because mm-hmm. it is South Florida. We have to wait for summer to just give up and wear out before we really get fall here. And it's going to try to come back uh, this weekend. This moisture area has been just sagging to our south, but now it's starting to creep back to the north, and creepage is never good, especially when it comes to the weather. Uh, Looks like more clouds for tomorrow. That's probably going to keep the thunderstorm chance not too, too high, so some showers around. And then Sunday, I think, will warm up and be very humid and a better chance for thunderstorms. But if you remember last weekend, it was cloudy Saturday. There were a few showers around, and then Sunday it stormed in the afternoon and evening. I think that's we're going to have almost a repeat. All I know is that one day last weekend, I watched my pool fill up in about an hour. Yeah, yeah, that you was know? Sunday. Yeah. You know, and I actually took, I have two standard schnauzers, and I took one of my schnauzers out to the front of the garage. I said, hey, you want to go for it? Go ahead. You want to get out there and make a pee-pee? Go ahead, kid. <laughs> but I'm staying right here in the garage. And she looked at me and said, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you know? Turned around and went back in. So, But we may not have a bad weekend this weekend, right? No, no. I think um, it's not going to be like last weekend. It's not going to rain all weekend, but there could be some heavy rain for some short times during the weekend. And the best bet, again, would be on Sunday. Okay, so not that bad, folks. Get out there, have a good time, enjoy your weekend, right? That's right. And fall is getting closer when... These teaser days that we're getting now will soon be the rule of thumb. Oh, goody. Well, you know what? And, and, and the more you get into October, the closer. I always know what, like in Halloween, generally speaking, Halloween to us has always been a good night. Right, that's right. But pre-Halloween, there's usually the pre-Halloween hurricane, and then Halloween, and it's a good night. <laughs> well, all right. He said it. He can say yeah, it because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the man in charge of weather. <laughs> we know that. Well, Craig, thanks for being on the show. Okay, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great show Thank yourself. You. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, all right, so you enjoy your weekend, guys, because you know what? It is. This time of the year, we get the weather, we don't get the weather, but it, he's right. It does tease you, but then you get this Indian summer, like up north. I remember we'd say, wow, fall is coming, you know, oh, and yeah, get a little yeah. Christmas in the air. Next thing you know, it goes back to about 78 to 82 degrees, which for Syracuse was incredibly hot. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it gets really cold, and that's the end of it. All right, enough of that stuff. Enough of the weather. We'll get back to that uh, later next week. And uh, But we do have mm-hmm. uh, Neil Asbury with yes, us. Yes, we do. Hey, Neil. Hey, Rich and Wanda. How you doing, man? Congratulations. Hey, well, thank you very Congratulations much. Congratulations uh, on a new show. And I'm, and I'm really delighted that you included me to be on the uh, inaugur- inaugural show with you. Well, we're happy you're Great here. On. We're happy you're here. You know, we're on 880 The Biz. Uh, which is a new business financial uh, uh, station down here. It's, you know, new stations don't happen all the time. Andy Korge, who, of course, knows everything about this stuff, Andy says the last time they had a, a new frequency was about 10 years ago. And, but the programming is, is really exceptional. Well, it's yeah. Really I mean, great. if you've been listening to it, it's been Bloomberg, and we got CNBC, and it's the all... The Rich Rothman Show. And I we have, yeah, was. we have this Richie Rothman Show, and uh, Wanda Miles is here, and, and, and one of these days we're going to have uh, Neil Asbury. Well, that's, uh, you know, we maybe might put a little teaser out there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be really fun, and I really appreciate that opportunity. Well, there is going to be, in the next week or so, or two weeks or whatever, we're going to work that out. Uh, Neil Asbury is going to have his own show. Just want you to know that. You're the first people to know that. Right, Share that with the car next to you, for those of you who are on I-95 right now, because I know you're not going very fast. Anyway, Neil, let's talk, because we don't have two hours. We only have one hour. 
You know, last week we talked taxes, which is a great topic. And by the way, if you go to our website or you go to Neil's ed, uh, website, which is... Asburysworld.com, A-S-B-U-R-Y-S world.com. You're going to see a report that he did on taxes. And, and, and uh, what, what was the nature of that report, Neil? Well, you know, this whole thing with um, with bailouts and so on and... You know, you know, uh, what do we got to do to get our uh, economy right? And what do we got to do to have the money to invest in our country and uh, the, the crumbling infrastructure, our failing schools, renewable energy and so on? Uh, and then uh, superimposed upon that, you talk about $700 billion of bailouts and what's happened with our banks this last week. You know, earlier today, I was uh, on the phone with the senior management of one of the really well-known banks that's in the news today. Um, and, and I'm not going to say which one it is, but I'm going to talk about a few different banks. On, on Friday afternoon, of uh, Wachovia, you know, one of the nation's largest banks, was at $10 a share. And, uh, you know, the whole rumor was is that they were having financial trouble and, you know, to watch out and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, you know, they're kind of on uh, uh, some shaky grounds. Uh, and then on Monday morning, it was announced that Citigroup had come in and bought them for a buck a share. And on top of that, uh, had made a concession with the government that the government was going to cover the, four, the first $44 billion of write-offs that Wachovia had. So, you know, they got this deal brokered by the government over the weekend uh, and where the shareholders were going to take a haircut of, you know, 90%. And, and, and any of the employees, shareholders, mutual funds and retirement accounts, uh, pensions and so on, was going to take a major bath on this. Well, uh, just today it's announced that Wells Fargo has come in and counter-offered at $7 a share and um, and put a deal out there to where the government will not be responsible for any write-off. Which is great, and that's called free market. And that's incredible. Yep. That's absolutely incredible. You know, so maybe, maybe we're rushing into this a little bit, you know. Could you imagine the poor shareholder that was going to get 10 cents on a dollar that all of a sudden he woke up this morning and he's going to get, you know, 70 cents on the dollar? But the, the uh, Wells Fargo deal is an all-stock deal. It's an old, but it's valued at seven yes. bucks a share. Yes. So I mean, yeah, I mean, whether you're getting the shares of Wells or you're getting shares of, but the point is, is that the shareholders aren't taking the haircut that they would have, and our government is not on the hook for forty-four billion dollars. But the only caveat to that, mm-hmm. Neil, if and because I've been following at this afternoon prior to the show, is that City uh, City Corp went into court, and, because, because and there's a lawsuit. Right. Because you know, I you know, you know, I do a lot of acquisitions and. Um, and the deal is this, and it's absolutely true. Whenever you do a term sheet and there's a term sheet signed over the weekend, there's called a no-shop clause. That's right. And a no-shop clause means that, you know, you have 90 days in order to do all the legal work and to actually close and, and so on. It's kind of like when you buy a house. You know, you sign a contract and you set a closing 60, 90 days out. Uh, well, during that period in, in acquiring businesses, it's called the no-shop clause. And so city is saying, hey, wait a second, we signed a term sheet. And though um, it's 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 not legally binding uh, until closing occurs during the period uh, of the no shop clause, you cannot you know go out there and seek other offers from other buyers. But uh, you know, I mean, it is a legal concept, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I can't see the government insisting 
that the shareholders take, you know, such a haircut, you know, where they don't need to take as a big of a of a of a, of a bath that they were going to take uh, in in this city deal, and that the and the American taxpayer is not on the hook for forty four billion. But yes, there is a wrinkle in the whole deal. There is a wrinkle. It's a big wrinkle, and it's a it's a but it, and it's a legal concept. But what it's going to force city to do is to come back with more money and to make the deal at least as good as Wells and um and or try to fight it out in court and I don't know how you know that would unfold. Uh, the good news is is that you know something was rushed over the weekend it was kind of one of these forced marriages a deal was cut that would have been absolutely incredible for city. No kidding. And um and uh, the American tax uh payer was going to help underwrite the deal and uh, fortunately you know there's other there's other options out there which which is great and 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 uh and, and as a matter of fact I was talking I have a couple of good friends at at uh, Wells Wells Fargo and we're going to have them on the show next week now today we try to get some of the folks on the on the phone today Neil it would have been a good conversation but they're all in conference meetings right now. Oh I mean, my goodness, they're 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 running around like chickens without heads. I mean, well, yeah. Could you imagine? But you know, for the folks at Wachovia, you know, from what I understand, you know, at least in the you know the the, the Wells is like the the Wachovia of the West Coast. You know, they have all the uh, retail outlets, they have all the commercial banking and all of that, and they have a very very light footprint over here. They have a huge rating. Wells Fargo oh, has a terrific I mean, yeah, AAA rating. They're very highly rated. Clean bank. Doing right, well. very very clean, and you know, so them, you know, on the west coast and Wachovia on the east coast, and all the commercial banking that they would bring, it does seem to be like a like a perfect marriage. Oh, I think it's a great fit. I mean, and it's good for Florida. I mean, it's good for us here in Florida. Well, it's good for businesses here in Florida to have you know that sort of support. Well, for, particularly for Florida and places like Florida, California, because we're hit hit the hardest as it relates to the real estate you know, subprime market. We're just just up against a wall down here. But anyway, so we were talking about that, and then you and I had a conversation. We talked about taxes last week and bailouts and monies, and we're talking 700 or $800 billion. You know, it, there was another article out today that the bailout's $800 billion, and could be more than that. It probably will be the time we get done with it. But what I find interesting, and Neil and I discussed this earlier, is that, you know, Obama, uh, and Neil, we talked about it, Obama took a, you know, got a, you know, a hit this week. You know, but with the economy and people, well, he got a bump. I yeah, mean, he, he got, got a bump. bump. I mean, because the incumbent incumbent party is always going to take the blame, and you know, this financial crisis could not have come at a worse time for the Republicans or a better time for the Democrats. No, it's I mean, the worst thing that can happen to somebody who's running for office. I mean, incumbent. it's the worst thing if you're the yeah. incumbent. Yeah. That you know that you know presidents either get lucky or unlucky. Uh, because presidents can make decisions, and whatever they do, it takes months, if not years, to actually see the impact. I mean, President Bush the first, the forty-first president of the United States, uh, uh, um, made but was it back in nineteen ninety-two during the, um, the, the 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 campaign, or no, back in nineteen eighty-eight it was uh, no new taxes. Remember, read my read list, my lips. No new taxes, right? And then we got into this big uh, savings and loan. Uh, debacle, and um, uh, President Bush raised taxes to bail out the savings and loan loans because you, you know it's you you can't have a prosperous economy if you don't have banks. There's got to be liquidity. So he went back on that promise for the better of America. He raised taxes to have the banking institutions shored up, and you know in 1992 they used that against him. He lost, obviously. Bill Clinton comes in. The banking system is as healthy as it ever had been. 
and the American economy boomed. But it was uh, President Bush, uh, the 41st Bush, that actually took the tough decision and was a one-term president because of it. So presidents become either lucky or unlucky as it relates to the economy. Uh, Bill Clinton became very lucky because the president before him you know, sacrificed his political career uh, for the decision that he felt he needed to make. And going back on a promise like raising taxes, the American people don't take that very lightly, obviously. Um, so people get, you know, get lucky on that. I mean, politicians get lucky or unlucky. I mean, what has Senator Obama ever done to, to convince any of us that he has the answers for our economy? I mean, what what has he ever managed? What has he ever ran? You know, what executive power has he ever had? What budget has he ever controlled? What decisions has he ever made financially uh, that you would believe that he would have the answers uh, to our economic malaise? I mean, absolutely none. But he's, you know, getting the bump in the polls because he's not a Republican. You know? Well, what's very, very interesting, and, and this is going to lead to our, our secondary point, that the, uh, the polls currently show, depending, and there are a lot of polls out there, you know, the, uh, the Quinnipiac uh, survey over the weekend showed that Obama's support jumped 50 percent or above in the must-win states. Um, uh, shows that Obama's leading McCain, uh, Florida, 51 percent to 43 uh, percent. Another one, Suffolk University, uh, showed uh, Obama uh, with a narrower lead, 46 percent to 42 percent to uh, McCain. And uh, the Pew Research Center poll showed 49 to 42. So they're, they're kind of all over the place. And this is prior to the, um, the debate last night between Biden and Palin. But I, what I find interesting, Neil, is that Florida is swinging or was swinging. Now, I think it's going to change. And these things are very radically changed over the next few weeks anyway, uh, day by day. But Florida seems to be leaning towards by maybe two, three points to Obama. And doesn't that intrigue you? Yeah, I mean, let's but let's 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 kind of um, uh, face it. The week before this financial crisis, all the polls had McCain up. Exactly. Su- substantially so. Uh, I mean, these polls are very volatile. I mean, so how can McCain be? You know, the week before, um, McCain for the first time had more than fifty percent, and I think it was in the Rasmussen or the Pew. I, I forget which one, but he was clearly ahead in all the polls and over fifty percent. In, in a couple of the major polls, and you know, and just in one week, it kind of flip flops the other way. Uh, then you have the debate last night. You know what happens out of that? Now you have uh, Congress now uh, uh, passing this bailout legislation, and it won't. You know, it's not going to monopolize the news as it has in the last week. I mean, these. This is a very volatile situation. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, this is looking good for McCain. And at the same time, I'm not saying that um, uh, Obama has this one in the bag. I think this is going to change um, substantially between now and Election Day. But, what, but Neil, what I find very interesting is that um, Obama is really not in favor of free trade. If you listen to his oh, words. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no, no, right. no doubt about that. I mean, you talk about, you know, what the article that I just uh, uh, wrote about uh, the stick em up taxes of our of our of our Congress, uh, you know, raising taxes at a time, you know, to where you know we can ill afford that. We need to invest in our businesses and provide incentives to our entrepreneurs uh, to go out there and sell things around the world. And uh, you know, trade is is the solution to so many of our problems. I mean, increasing our tax base—that's what we need to be talking about. Not in 
increasing our tax rates. Yeah, but the irony of the thing with Obama and the people in Florida saying, well, maybe we should be voting for Obama. The point that I'm trying to make is that Florida does very, very well with international trade. Oh, it does very well. In fact, I was, uh, you know, I was interviewed by um, uh, Sun Sentinel on, a, on an article that's coming out on export, and um, and if you just recently, and it's, I think it's going to be out next week, uh, and you know, in this whole gloom and doom sort of uh, doomsday stuff that we're going through, one of the huge bright spots is American exports. And if you look at exports uh, across the fifty United States, the biggest increase in exports is Florida. I mean, Florida is absolutely doing great uh, in increasing uh, international trade in, in by Florida companies. And our airport right here at MIA is number one in the nation for that. Well, yeah, for cargo, that, yeah. that's right. But I mean, I mean, Florida as a state uh, doing international business is is huge. I mean, we're just doing very, very well. And to to, to suggest that we're going to get out of our trade agreements, or we're going to opt out, we're going to cop out, we're going to put our heads in the sand, uh, is, is 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 one of the most nuttiest things that I could imagine. Well, you know what? The point is with me, I find it ironic that people are thinking Obama is the guy for Florida. When he, if in fact he gets in, he cuts back on some of these free trade agreements or doesn't support, for example, the Colombian free trade agreement, it's going to have a direct inverse effect upon Florida, and we're going to lose revenue. And you know what? We could lose more jobs. Oh, it's, they're definitely related. So, um, you know, Floridians, God, you people better wake up and look at the uh, the stats that are out there and listen, A, listen to this show more often at 5 o'clock or 4.30 for the close. And you know what? When we announce Neil's show coming up in a few weeks from now, you better listen to Neil Asbury and get that statistical information. I could say the word statistical information because you're going to find out the truth of what's going on. That's very scary to me, Neil. It really is. Yeah, and, 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 and it should be, Rich, and it should be. Um, but there are solutions out there. But, you know, we have to we have to make the right choices. Well, Neil, listen, we're running out of time. Hey. So we're, we're there. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Neil Asbury, Greenfield World Trade. Rich and Wanda, uh, thanks for the opportunity, and congratulations once again. Thanks Thank an you. awful lot, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, we're going to come right back. We're, we're, we're there right now, aren't we? Uh-huh. All right. Well, listen, you guys stay there. Don't go anywhere. I know you're not anyway because it's rush hour. And uh, we'll be right back on the Rich Rothman Show on 880 The Biz. November 6th at the Hyatt Regency Bonaventure in Weston. FIU's Women on the Move Advancing Authentic Leaders Seminar is designed for high-potential women leaders in senior management and executive positions with substantial responsibilities within their organizations. This seminar series will help you become a more effective decision maker, communicate better, and become a more dynamic leader. Develop your personal strengths and go beyond your limitations by attending FIU's Women on the Move Advancing Authentic Leaders Seminar November 3rd through November 6, 2008. Call 305-FIU-LEA or email lead at fiu.edu for more information. Pizza Fusion, America's greenest restaurant, is now open in Weston, saving the earth one pizza at a time. Pizza Fusion serves a gourmet and organic menu of pizza, focaccia sandwiches, wraps, desserts, beer, and wine. All Pizza Fusion items are served in their purest form, untainted by the artificial additives such as sweeteners, pesticides, preservatives, and hormones. Enjoy our fresh salads, breads, dips, wraps, and pizzas. 
All mates order upon your request with specialty toppings like goat cheese, Key West shrimp, wild lobster, spinach, eggplant, feta cheese, and more. It's all organic, natural, and delicious at Pizza Fusion. Come in today to Pizza Fusion at 2378 Weston Road in Weston and build your own pizza. Call 954-641-5353 for more information. Pizza Fusion in Weston. Saving the earth one pizza at a time. The Port of Miami is the second largest economic engine in our community, providing an annual economic base of over $16 billion and over 100,000 jobs. These are high-paying in-demand jobs, very much coveted by other cities and ports throughout the Americas. We're fortunate to have this business. And of that $16 billion, international trade and cargo at the port accounts for over $13 billion per year, a significant fact, as well as a significant economic impact for all of us, the Port of Miami, working to enhance and contribute to the economic success of our country, further reinforcing Miami and South Florida as the gateway to the Americas. A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airport. The new Miami International Airport. A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot. The new Miami International Airport. The only U.S. airport with sleep pods. The new Miami International Airport. The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport savoir-faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. Where in South Florida can you find a truly elegant hotel with 276 luxury guest rooms offering a newly renovated championship golf course, tennis courts, the largest hotel swimming pool in the country with private poolside cabanas, a world-class spa, and an award-winning fitness center with a restaurant that Zagat called one of the best restaurants in the country, all spread over a 150-acre tropical paradise landscape. Give up? At Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Built in 1926, Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, the golf and spa resort, is a South Florida landmark. With all the amenities to make your next getaway weekend or night away from the kids a memorable experience. Visit www.biltmorehotel.com for more information or call 1-800-747-1926 for reservations. Your next great getaway weekend, or night out, awaits you at Biltmore Coral Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. From Atlantic Radio Network. Fresh talk with a South Florida flavor. Aw, can't we keep him? Yeah, Dad, can't we? We'll feed the perfect man and, and clean up after him and everything. Super swear. The RichRothmanShow.com. Please. Now, he's an abomination. This is The Rich Rothman Show. She's tight. She's okay, rock out of that car, you people, with business and find it. No, hi, it's Rich Rothman on 880 The Biz. Welcome, and Wanda's with us in the studio today. Hey, Wanda. Hey. We're back, and um, don't forget, starting uh, today, we're at 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock on uh, the Rich Rothman Show on 880 The Biz, this brand new station. Uh, first, you know, I'm told it's the first new station in about 10 years. It doesn't happen a lot. It, yeah. It's not easy to get a new frequency out of the FCC. You know, the only thing you can get out of the Fed real easily, evidently, now is money. 
What's he doing? You know, you can't get a you can't get a frequency, but you need a couple of bill here and there. Hey, just give a call and uh, tell him you got problems, and he'll give it to you. Not I, a big deal. I can hear the papers rustling. You think he might speak or something? Really? Is he going to join the show? No, he don't want to talk. <laughs> He doesn't want to talk. No. No, no, no. no it's Zabar. Listen, we have Jeff Zabar on the phone right now, and, and, and we're very overjoyed that Jeff is here. Uh, and, and you're here on a Friday, which I'm is... I'm here on a Friday. I mean, usually my day ends... I'm a, I'm, I was going to say I'm a banker, but that brings up the wrong connotation. No. But, you know, my Fridays are usually pretty loose, you know, getting getting a little work done. You know, calling it a day a little bit earlier, like 9.30 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. <laughs> it's like get up, take a shower, and say, well, that's it, folks. That's it. That's all Lunchtime. Let's today. go get something to eat. That's about all we can do. That's, I remember that when I ran sales departments, which is like for 30 years, and I remember my salespeople would always say, uh, well, you know, it's uh, Friday afternoon, and it's uh, pretty close to 3 o'clock. When am I going to fight the traffic back to downtown Miami? I might as well just go home. I remember them all saying that to me. And like I, I, I will work from home, they told you. Yeah, or, or they, I'll call from the car as they go to the tourist. You know, I'll call from the car, and you go to the tourist, and half your sales department is there. This is going back a few years, kids, when, the, when all that stuff was there. But, uh, but, yeah, Fridays were different, particularly in Miami. Fridays, you know, it, it, we've had this conversation where I consider – Thursday, I call it a, a, like, like must-see TV. I consider it a, a Seinfeld frame of mind day. It's all loose. The end of the day on Thursday. Friday's a, Thursday's a weekend. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Wednesday's a miserable. Once you get over hump day, which is Wednesday, everything's downhill. And Thursday's the weekend. It's, it's the mindset. It's all that downward slide. You want to make a new business call? You want to call on somebody and try and separate? Look, they tried on Monday to get $700 billion out of the government. It didn't work. They tried again on a Friday. Look what happens. They got their money. I'm telling hey, you. Hey, you know what? I got to tell you something. I was listening very carefully to it, and I was waiting for Nancy Pelosi to pull a Monday. You know, on Monday, she got up there and she said, you know, this is very important for us to do, but let's see if we can understand how we got here. We got here because the Republicans screwed the whole thing up. That's the whole bottom line. It's the policies of George Bush. And he went on and on and on and on and on. And, the, and, and, and everyone, like, grabbed their chest and fell to the floor. And they realized this isn't a bipartisan you know, event. This is being beaten up. So they didn't vote. You know, I know Barney Frank said in his own inimitable way, uh, he has that little funny lip thing. Yeah. But, uh, it, it you know, he has, like, like a, little... a lip that's tucked under. I've never seen anything like that except – on a beaver, but um, <laughs> but but he said, you know, well, if the if the if the Republicans felt really had their feelings hurt, you know, what is with them? How I'll can they have their feelings hurt and, and mess over America? They're going to screw America because of feeling. Look, but the bottom line is today, Nancy Pelosi was very. She had her best, you know, um, best smile on today. She was very nice. She was in. And her she said, best behavior. She said, "This is a bipartisan effort. We worked very hard on this." She mentioned Democrats who worked hard couple of dead people. She also talked about some of the Republicans, a couple of dead people along the way. And we all work together on this, and we've come forth, and this is a better bill than the other day. And I've taken my Thorazine, so I'm feeling better about everything, too. They you know? all and, flew the plane into the mountains, so they're all trying to pick up the pieces. Well, know? that was Steve Fawcett. That's another thing that intrigued me. Uh, sort of yesterday, the day before, they announced, well, we found the driver's license. It may be Steve Fawcett. It's like, what do you mean it may be Steve What does it say in the driver's license? Uh, you know Steve a driver's Fawcett. license? It has a picture, and it has a name. I don't know. If it's, uh, uh, well, it says Bobby Smith. All right, it's not Steve Fawcett. Why don't they read the license? It's obvious. Is I don't it? know. I had to. Say, I, you know what? When I saw it, I, I couldn't wait to say that on the air, Jeff. I just had to well, say I it. Well, I tell you what, the five me. 
um, the, the 10 $100 bills pretty much would have given it away to me, too. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if they found five, you know, 10 $100 bills, they wouldn't be saying, oh, it's Jeff Sabar, you know. So I would imagine there's a very small community that could have been. And, and especially yes, with but, the driver's license, that kind of gives it but, away. But, he, you know, you know, dude, he flew into a mountain, for Christ's sakes. I mean, he flew into a mountain. You know, how does a guy who circles, circumnavigates the world in balloons and he risks his life at 38,000 feet and he's bailing out stuff and he's burning things and keeping warm and then he flies into a freaking mountain? Come on. And then they find out his body's been dismembered by the wolves and the animals that are out there. Yeah, I, you know what? That's not very nice in Rosh Hashanah. Well, <laughs> it, I, you know what? I'll bet it's not nice on Rosh Hashanah, on Christmas, on Easter, on, on any given holiday. And um, it, it was, I was watching a reporter last night describing it, and, and the anchor was on CNN or something, was, was traipsing into that, that ground, so to speak, of, of what could have happened to the body. And how do you gently say... You know, he's in the wilderness. There are bears and lions and wolves and stuff out here and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Bears are really herbivores, though. They're friendlier. Depends on where you get a mean bear. Like, if you wake a bear up when they're sleeping during the winter, bad. Not good. They're in a lousy mood. You're going to get eaten. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, th- I don't think that's a goodie. All right, so let's talk a little tech today, Jeff. What's, what's, the, what's the word for tech today? Or is it tank today? Let me think. We, we just gave a $700,000 credit line to the boys in, uh, and some of the ladies in, uh, in uh, Wall Street. And what did they do? They shorted the United States and dropped from 300. They were over 300. And I was watching as more of the more yeses came across. They dropped 10 points and another 15 points. They dropped 300 points in an hour and a half. By the time they passed it, everybody was passing the hat to give more money to Wall Street. You know what? It's, um... That's pretty insulting, I think. It's pretty insulting. It's I don't like that. Sad. It's 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 pretty scary. And as as a guy who's who's got kids coming a little closer and closer and closer to college age, you know, we try to save. But I tell you what, I mean, a bank Sealy Posturpedic is looking kind of good to me right now. And oh, um, that's a bad one. There was an article out last week. A guy went to the bank down here. He took seventeen thousand dollars out of his account. Somebody watched him do it. He goes home, puts it into his, uh, you know, Stearns and Fo- – well, he probably didn't have a Stearns. A Sealy Posturepedic or something like that. You know what I mean? 1-800-MATTRESS. Right. And, and then and he leaves his house. The person who saw him leave the bank with the money goes to his house, breaks into his house, and steals $17,000 as life savings. I don't think it's a good one. That, that's, a bad, that's a bad deal. No. Nope. You know, um, well, you know what? Either get stolen on Wall Street or get stolen by some thug down the street. So – you know, you can watch it evaporate one way or the other. But what I was thinking about today is there's there's been some tech news. We have some new phones out there. It seems like the uh, the new BlackBerry Bold is coming out, but it seems a little bit delayed. And the it's black. It's wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm about to get. I was going. I went to get a BlackBerry. There's another one coming out now. Now they have the Bold. Research in motion. So it's yeah, it's a new a new product coming out. They have you know they have all a lot of really cool tools, a lot of cool products that are that are coming out. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, I mean, we the, the, this I don't want to say the saga continues because last time I said that you jumped all over me for talking about my my uh, the the problem I was having with my my computer. But one thing that I did do is I've I've started using we've discussed using gmail and google calendar and i'm still looking for a google uh oriented uh um 
uh, database, you know, sort of a contact manager, but I installed a little piece of software on my, I use a BlackBerry Pearl, and I installed a little piece of software from Google on the Pearl, so that it essentially turns my phone and my computer into like an exchange server, so that when I put in the calendar item, into Google Calendar, which is an online calendar, which you have to launch through a web browser, um, it automatically pushes it out and onto my phone. And if I make a change on my phone, it automatically makes the change on the web browser, which is not on my desktop unless obviously I open the web browser, but in Google Calendar, which this stuff is really, you know, we're talking about working in the clouds here. You're getting closer and closer and closer to the point that I've, I'm still using Gmail. I have not launched uh, Outlook. I have not relaunched Outlook, and I don't know that I will. I mean, I have a lot of email in there that I want to see, but any email that I've sent over the past three years is stored out there on, on Gmail. Because they give me, uh, you know, you start with two gigs and they work your way up. I'm over seven gigs of storage on Gmail right now. So there's almost That seems no like a lot, doesn't it? Is that a lot? Seven gigs a lot? I mean, gigs is a short word, but it sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Well, a gigabyte, um, an average email is, a, uh, you know, five, ten kilobytes. A thousand kilobytes to a megabyte. A thousand megabytes to a gigabyte. A thousand gigabytes to a... Donald trilobite, something like that. Well, that's terrific, Jeff. A terabyte. So, you know, the point is there's a lot of storage and there's a lot of opportunities. And when you want to use your laptop from on a trip and you want everything to be up to date, you know, working in the clouds, as they say, is going to be one of those one of those solutions that we're going to use. Now, we've spoken a lot about that in the past, but one of the things I think that I would I thought I would do today is maybe throw some websites out there. Well, you got about 30 seconds. I just okay. want you, I certainly hope so. George, what's I, the magic word today? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so, because this is only a one-hour show. But we can continue this next week, because you'll be on the show, I think, starting on Tuesdays. Absolutely. I hope someone mentioned that to you. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday works. Uh, yeah, we're going to make so it So you know what, Jeffrey? Hang on to that thought, because we're going to run out of, out of time, and I think this is a good topic, and I'm just being a wise guy today. I'm sorry. It's all good. I apologize for that. Eisenheimer, eh? Yeah, I certainly hope so. So, um, all right, listen, Jeff, have a great weekend. We're going to get back to you on Tuesday, and we'll. And we're. Gonna, I really want to know what those sites are because I'm well, an inquisitive type of guy. On website. They can go to chiefhomeofficer.com. I'll tease them with a couple, and we'll have a bunch more for Tuesday, and we'll just do a, a total website dump on people, and they'll know where to turn to for some great ideas about the latest technology, some of the greatest you know tools coming around, some of the best stuff, some of the worst stuff, all that sort of stuff. You got it. Thanks, Jeff. It's all good. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Have a nice weekend. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Uh, Wanda, is Lee on the phone? Yes. Yeah. Lee. Hello. How yes, are you, Lee? I'm great. Lee Miragoff up in New York City. How are you doing? A terrific day. A little cloudy, but I'm having a good time. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear someone's having a good time. Um, listen, I am so glad you're on the phone today because we want to talk a couple of pollster stats based upon what happened last night. Yep. Now, trending, we were noticing that, you know, Obama got a nice bump in the last week or so, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, clearly, uh, the little bump that McCain had gotten after the Republican convention, that has come back down to earth between what Sarah Palin was not providing uh, and also, obviously, the economic dislocation that's been going on the last week. Uh, so, you know, Obama's had probably the best 10 days uh, of his campaign, and we'll see where it goes from here. Well, it looked like the polls that I was, we just discussed this with Neil Asbury, some of the polls say he's up seven, some nine, some two, and, and, he, and he's getting a nice little bump in Florida right now. How do you yeah. see it? And then let's talk just a couple of minutes about, you know, what happened last night and how you think that's going to affect the uh, the stats. 
Well, well, nationally, I mean, it's still a close race. The edge is to Obama, and, you know, in politics, you, you know, being ahead is always better because we don't have that many days left in this thing. So the Obama campaign has to be happy. The McCain campaign's got to be pleased. At least, you know, they've got the, uh, the bill through Congress. So, you know, the somewhat erratic unsteadiness that he was being tagged with the last week over the economic crisis, you know, is presumably behind him, at least on that front. So he's happy about that. But, you know, when the agenda is the economy, that's going to benefit the Democrat. And so Barack Obama certainly has been the beneficiary of that, coupled with the problems that Sarah Palin had been having. Yeah, this could, this is like a, a disaster for, you know, an incumbent. I mean, my God, how does he come and get reelected if you have the worst economy in you know, since 1929. And that's the problem. And look, what, look what's going on. And Obama and, and, and Joe Biden are saying, in essence, are you better off now than you were eight years ago? Uh, and the and who can argue? Saying, and, yeah, and, of course, the economy is, is so different uh, for people, especially now. And the Republicans are saying, whoa, 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 we're Republicans, but we're reformists, and that's really not us. Uh, don't tag us as the third term. So a lot is being, you know, George Bush may not be on the ballot on, in November, but is certainly a major player in all this. So, all right, I, I agree with you. Now, let me ask you, what happened last night? What, what are you seeing out there since you're a, a major national pollster? Tell us, what do you think the hit's going to be or not going to hit? going to be? Well, first of all, you know, the vice presidential candidates, uh, their basic job is to do no harm. I mean, I can't recall a vice presidential candidate who carried the ticket over the finish line. So up until this point, after the convention, uh, Sarah Palin certainly had stirred conservatives. The question was, would she penetrate those disaffected Hillary Clinton Democrats? The answer is no. That hasn't happened. Uh, going into last night, she was starting to, you know, beyond raising money and some enthusiasm, among conservatives for her base, she wasn't really doing much good, and she was, in fact, a drag on the ticket. Look, she beat the expectations last night. The bar was as low as it could be. I think uh, I Biden, thought she did a pretty good job, Lee, considering. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. She beat the expectations. Biden did okay because, you know, he didn't have, you know, the discipline problems he's had in other debates. Uh, so, in a sense, they both beat expectations. Her probably more than him because her expectations were so low. Do more people think she's qualified to be president? Probably not. Have independent voters who are the critical voting group now moving to McCain as a result of her performance last night? No. So the bottom line is Obama went in ahead. She might have been hurting the ticket. Now she's been, you know, that's been neutralized as a result of her performance last oh, I night. See but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think this is a, a game for the Republicans by any means. So, all right. So you're going to be to polling over the weekend, aren't you? Uh, next week we'll get back into into business. We have a, we have an important study on health we're about to put out uh, and the health care crisis, which has sort of taken a backseat to the economic crisis, but it's still there for many, many Americans. So we have some numbers we're going to put out next week on health care, and then we'll get back to the presidential toss-ups. Well, look, we like to get you back on the show when uh, in maybe another week or week and a half and see where we stand. I think the next four weeks are going to be very exciting. Fascinating. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you guys doing every day now? Yes, we should tell you we're on a brand new all financial, all business uh, station, 880 The Biz. Uh, we're on five days a week for the Rich Rothman Show, and starting at 4:30, which is following Bloomberg, by the way, uh, I'll be doing a market wrap-up called The Close, C-L-O-S-E, uh, every day. So I have two shows every day. Hello. Oh, huh. uh, we lost him. Well that's, well, that's what happens when you do this new stuff. Welcome to the close. And we closed it. What can I tell you? So real quickly, before we leave you, yes, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. What are you uh, going to say? How could, you know, when I, 
when I was told Paul Newman died, it's like, he didn't die. It's Paul Newman. It's just, there are certain things in life that if they pass away, it just takes part of your soul with you. And, I mean, Paul Newman had some of the most phenomenal movies, The Silver Chalice, Somebody Up There Likes Me, The Rack, The Long Hot Summer, The Left-Handed Gun, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, The Hustler, which I thought he should have won the Academy Award for, The Hustler. He always played the anti-hero. Always the anti-hero. Slapshot. You know, HUD. Hemingway's Adventure of a Young Man. Harper, great detective. Hombre. Remember the movie Hombre? Hey, Hombre! Come over here, Hombre! Put that on. What was that? <laughs> you forgot his best one. Which one? Cool Hand Luke. Well, I didn't get to that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't in any particular order, but I'm so glad... Howard Johnson's is right. <laughs> cool Hand Luke, when, and we have some of the outtakes from this. But Rachel, Rachel, winning. Winning was great for him because he got him into uh, race cars. And he was a great race car driver. Probably the most wonderful Western film made with sense of humor, which defined the anti... Everyone wanted the, 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 the bad guys to win, which was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Awesome movie. I, 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 I couldn't stop laughing. I didn't even know what I was going to go see. I thought I was seeing a Western, and it turns out I'm watching a comedy... And you wanted the bad guys because the bad guys were so good that you wanted them to win. The Sting, the follow-up. You know, he and Redford only made two films together, yet they are the most well-known duo of any films that were ever produced and, in Hollywood. And, and you know, you might not you might not remember this, Rich, but both movies they tried to remake, and both wanted uh, Redford. Both times they wanted Redford and Newman, and both times they refused. Which is probably a good idea, right? You know, as re reduxes, redos, sequels just don't cut it, right? They really don't make it. But Absence of Malice, which by the way was filmed down here, down he did here. a couple of films down here. Sally the Field. Verdict. The Verdict. He plays a uh, again the antihero, an attorney who's an alcoholic. Uh, uh, has to regain and recapture his soul. He tries to rediscover himself up against the biggest law firm in Boston, and he wins. Great, and by great the way, that film. was that. Oh, I think it was his seventh or eighth Academy Award nomination, and he never won an Academy Award. Total of ten in his lifetime right. nominations, and he only won for the Color of Money, Color of Money which right. I never thought. I mean, that, and that was the the the, uh, the the Eddie role that he played years before that. Right. But anyway, so we listen, we only have a couple of minutes left. Wanted to put together a, a nice little compendium of Paul Newman. So, Paul, we love you. We miss you. Everyone out there I know has their favorite Paul Newman movie. Take a listen to this. We're going to see you next week. Stay with the show, 880 The Biz. This is Rich Rothman, Wanda Miles. Wanted to say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye. We'll see you next week. Listen to this. We'll be back next week. Well, that ought to do it. For more of the good, just like the guy whose feet are too big for his The bad, there's enough dynamite there, Bush. The business. <laughs> Nothing seems to fit. No. This is a robbery. Esto es un robo. Raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. I always thought I was going to grow up to be a hero. This is the Rich Rothman Show. Well, it's too late now. So I just did me some talking to the sun. Listen, I don't mean to be a sore loser, but uh, when it's done, if I'm dead, kill him. Love to. And I said I didn't like the way he got things done. Sleeping on the job. I never shot anybody before. One hell of a time to tell me. Raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. Whatever they're selling, I don't want it. But there's one thing. I know.
Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. What more can we say? Because I'm feeling-